Yo, 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 what up, guys? People, man, look, first things first, let me say this. I don't know how loud or how low my voice might sound right now, but this is another podcast coming right to you um, out on the road, bruh. You know, um, right now I'm in I'm in Maryland on business travel today, had some meetings all day today, and then some lunches and dinners and things like that. More meetings tomorrow. Um, I'm in my hotel room right now. Nice little area I'm staying in. It's actually a dope area. I like it. I never uh, been. I've been to Maryland before, um, but I never been where I'm at now. So this is a cool area. Um, and you know, I I am committed to producing content and providing value. And I also, you know, I, I think organically, this you know, I I did a audio podcast with a couple weeks ago in Indiana, maybe two, three weeks ago. And I like the authentic and um, organic, genuine nature of this, where it's just like, this is really me sitting in my pajamas (laughs) on business travel. Look, this is a faith in business podcast, right? And part of what I've tried to do is share um, bits and pieces of the journey um, to hopefully inspire you uh, where you could, you know, grow, um, into where God wants you in faith and in business, right? And me uh, being a businessman, I just like, man, like, I, I think it, there's some value in sharing more of the business journey and giving people a peek behind the uh, curtain on that. Cause that's not something I usually uh, really have shared, you know, through the years. Um, so here we are. Uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, please, uh, you know, what, like, subscribe, all that. We on YouTube. Uh, inspire guys, people on YouTube. Look at the description and the link of the show to find that. And if you enjoy this content, please do share it with somebody else, man. Um, again, I might be talking kind of low because, you know, in a hotel room, it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm, especially when you're on business. You, I didn't see no other people I'm here with on my floor, but uh, it gets weird. I'm a private person. I don't want to be talking to somebody in the next room listening. I don't know they listening, whatever, you know. Uh, first, let me say this. Um, you know, we we don't have the, the the intro music for what in the world, but I do want to share uh, before I jump into uh, you know the topic I want to kick out about, which is the price of greatness. So um, I got some some things that I really want to pour out about the price of greatness. I think it's going to be real valuable. But something happened to me today. As things happen, y'all know I be having stuff happening. Uh, very interesting. Um, so I like to use Lyft. I'm not an Uber guy, you know, and I I just randomly use Lyft however many years ago. I think we were in Chicago traveling uh, for uh, vacation, actually. Uh, we was doing some traveling and I'm like, we started using Uber and I meant Lyft and I just been using Lyft ever since. And my airline miles get the count for Lyft, too. So I kind of like that. So nevertheless, I am a top uh, passenger. I forgot what they call it, but I have badges. You know what I'm saying? So just like you get top drivers, when they see me pop up, I got badges. I'm a top tipper. Um, I know I got one for that, and I don't remember what else, but you know what it is. So, ooh, that just reminded me. I never I never paid that. I never closed that one out. I got to close that out. Man, that was like eight hours ago. He probably thinking I ain't paying. So here's what happened. I hop in the lift and usually I could like, you know, put in my preferences. How do I want the temperature in the car? Like warm, cool, whatever. Right. You know, y'all, y'all do this. Y'all know what it is. So I'm a, I'm a part person that typically likes it like not cold, but cool. 
right? Because I get hot easily, especially when I'm on business. I don't want to be sweating and just, I, I, I get hot really easily. And then once I get hot, it's hard to get unhot. So I re- realized um, coming from the airport, I forgot um, to set my preference for the temperature. So I asked my, I get in the car, I'm like, dang, like, it's hot in this joint. Now I had on like a a light, like a, a rain jacket that's so light, like I could I usually fold it up and it's in my backpack, like like that kind of thin. But I had it on because it was raining. But his car, it was hot, but muggy and raining. Y'all know how that is. And so, because uh, I flew into D.C., so my man, like I get in and I'm like, hey, my man, do you mind? Like you know, it's kind of hot. Can you? <laughs> You know, can you hit me with the cool? Now, in my mind, I'm a top, I'm a top passenger. You know what I'm saying? I want to be treated like top flight passenger. So my, my man looks at me, and he pointed the jacket. He like, now he, I don't know what his nationality was. He was, he was something black or African descent, um, but I don't know what he was. Uh, that's another cool thing about when I travel. You know, because Detroit and Michigan is so segregated. It's like black, white. Uh, Chaldean, Chaldean Arab, you know, in a part, but everybody in a part. And when I travel, sometimes it just be the most interesting thing. You just see all type of nationalities, just like more amongst each other than in Michigan. So my man, he pointed the jacket. He like, that's you got a jacket on, bro. <laughs> my man wanted me to take my jacket off. So that was the first thing. So then I'm looking like, no, nah, bro, like, you know, because again, it's my it's the air I'm breathing in. I don't want to get technical, but I don't want to breathe in hot air. I don't like that. So then he say, oh, man, it's it's my health. <laughs> like, it's for my health. <laughs> I just looked at him, and I'm like, I was like, man, whatever. Then he rolled the windows down. I'm like, all right, man, cool, whatever. Then he ended up rolling them back up and turning the air on anyway. And if I'm being real, the last 20 minutes, it was like a 40-minute ride. The last 20 minutes, I was cold, but I didn't want to say nothing. I ain't want to say nothing. So um, here's the thing. First of all, what kind of sickness do you got? And look, no offense. Y'all get offended so easily. No offense if you got whatever he got where where, where you, you drive a car for a living, but you can't have the air on. Like, I don't know what that's called. I want to know what it's called, though, because I'm like, what, what? He like, it's my health. I'm like, what health condition you got, bro, where you you are a driver and you can't turn the air on when it's hot outside? Anyway, of course he was lying because he drove for 40 minutes with the air on. Just thought I would get that out the way first. Now let's talk about the price of greatness. Um, You know, one of, you know, if you will, my greatest assets, I guess you would call it, on one of the my superpowers or or something it's not a superpower it's some an experience that gave me superpowers and that is the fact that I grew up um not that I grew up but I've I know what it's like um you know to live on both sides of the tracks you feel me so growing up in my life you know being from the inner city of Detroit I know what that's like I don't come from money come from humble beginnings uh humble Christian family, you know what I mean? Like not making crazy money. We wouldn't, you know, whatever. I ain't got to get into all that, but I know what that's like. So I know what it's like to live that life on the side of like uh, check to check. And even me as an adult, this ain't all about how I grew up. It's me. Like even when, when I became an adult, you know, I kept 
like I I adopted the mentality of the communities I was raised in and the people I was around. And it was the check to check, you know, staying fresh, Jordans, whatever, spending your last money. But I know what that's like. Right. But also know what it's like by the grace of God um, to go after something intentionally um, to be great. Right. So I've set goals in my life. I've um, I've strategized and and things through the years. um, And I know what that feels like to have a plan and to go after something greater. So it provides me a unique balance. Right. When I'm going through life and again, I'm out here on these business trips and um, when I get around people, I can observe or just not observe in a way that I'm like always watching people in a negative way, but like trying to learn or grab things from people or even just through my experience and conversation with people. I always try to learn something. Right. And one of the things that I've learned is that I know broke people who don't have the experience of having and this ain't about money like this is more about lifestyle mentality so think about that right not just how much money somebody make but i'm pointing out the difference between like some of the people who you know who grow up like me you come up in the community they never change their mind so they never get exposed to what greatness looks like So what they do is that they develop what their opinion about greatness is, even though they've never experienced it. Right. So, again, they've never lived on the other side of the tracks. They've only been able to see it and point at it. And just like in race relations, a lot of people know my position on race where I feel like, you know, you need to go out and you need to experience people culturally and and understand them. And, you know, for white people, black people, as an example, right, we're not the only two cultures in the world. But like a lot of times I look at people and I'm like, oh, you don't like black people because you never experience. You just point and you see them on the other side. Oh, you a black person. You don't like white people because you never really experienced them personally. Not at work where you don't like your boss and they No, I'm talking about like you haven't you don't have experience on that side of the tracks. And whenever you don't have experience on a certain side of the tracks in relation to what we talking about. Right. I ain't talking about go try every scene or something. Hey, go get your experience. No, don't take what I'm saying out of context. But what I'm saying is that whenever you don't have experience on a particular side of the tracks, what ends up happening is you jump to conclusions that make sense in your mind, but they don't represent reality. All right. So here's why. I'm saying all this is that because I've been able to live on both sides of the tracks. And when I say that, let me also put that in context. I also, it's not like I reached the pinnacle or something. So I don't want to, I don't want to misrepresent what I'm trying to say. It's just that I know what it's like to have nothing. And I know what it's like to have achieved something and then be around people who've achieved more than me. And so I'm looking up and I'm seeing greatness. And then I'm also know what it's like to see where I came from both personally and the people around me and see how people I grew up with 
family members, how they talk and how they think about things. And then I can go to a dinner with a group of executives and, and I can hear how they talk. And so I compare and contrast because the blessing is, so I said it's one of the greatest assets or it's a superpower, is God has put me in a position to not have to only see the other side of the tracks from far away and point and jump to conclusions. But I've sat at the table with both. And so I can take, all right, what is these these people over here? They don't, you know, like come from money. They, you know, don't whatever. I, I don't I don't want this to seem negative. Like, so I'm trying to really articulate it properly. So please don't take nothing I'm saying negative. It's like a science experiment and an observation. I'm observing where I came from. I'm observing people who are farther where I am. And then I'm comparing the differences between how they talk, how they live, what their opinions are about things. Right. Because the goal for me is to truly understand, like, what is the price of greatness? What is the definition of greatness? You know, what does it mean um, biblically? Like all of these things. Right. And I see a lot of disconnects. So, you know, I hit a wall recently. And I've talked to y'all about it. I've tried to at least the best that I could, because on this journey and on this pathway to greatness and success, you know, we don't have to lie to each other to make it seem like we always have everything figured out or that you always doing so well or you're just whatever. Right. And so for me, this year had been interesting because through some success came some obstacles and that's not always how we view success. We view success as this final destination of when I get here, when I do this, when I get this degree, when I make this much money, when I get this promotion, it's going to be like this. And what happens is it's not always that way. Sometimes you get to that degree or that promotion and then new problems are created. And so that's that's part of what I experienced. Right. And. But the good that came out of that was like when you hit a wall and you're trying to figure out how do I get out of this or why am I? Why do I feel this way and stuff? For me, a lot of it is realizing when I step back that I need to be more efficient with how I use my time. Now, we're talking about the price of greatness. When I looked at and I observed the people who go nowhere. And when I say nowhere, I'm being a little bit dramatic with that. So I'm not being literal. I'm saying nowhere as a figure of speech. Nowhere meaning you don't reach your goals or you don't. I can talk. You don't reach your goals or you don't achieve greatness. And again, remember, there's different levels of greatness. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying that if you look at your life and you're like, man, like I've never set out to do anything and then did it, right? Um, the biggest thing that I've observed about those kind of people is that they're time wasters. <laughs> and so they're time wasters because they haven't assigned purpose to their time. So there's a group of people who think, what's the big deal? I could waste time. I could do nothing. Like it doesn't matter. Right. And again, I. I also have thought like that before, 
And I also feel like I'm still growing through through thinking like that. And again, you got to know your strengths and your weakness. One of my liabilities based on where I come from and how I grew up and the people I was around or whatever. And this is not the mean I grew up around bad people. We're talking about principles and lifestyle here. And we're talking about specifically greatness. We're not talking about their faith and we're not talking about they're not saved or nothing. But for me, I've been a time waster. And then not only just a time waster, there's levels to it. You might think, oh, I ain't just sitting around doing nothing. I'm not a time waster. But then let's go to the other side. The people who achieve greatness, people I sit around, sit at dinner with, talk to, listen to what time they wake up, uh, listen to the things they do throughout their day, how many meetings they've been through, what they accomplished, da da da, what they do after work. And I'm like, oh, these people maximize their time. Like they absolutely maximize their time. Their vacations are planned. They are not just randomly doing things that don't make sense. They don't just necessarily waste money. One thing I realized is that people tend to treat their money and their time the same. All right. I'm talking good and I can't even get too loud in this hotel. People tend to treat their money and their time the same. Time wasters are typically money wasters. Time maximizers are typically money maximizers. These aren't, th- th- look, this is just stuff that I'm telling y'all. I'm sitting down and I'm trying to find a formula to these things and understand, understand both sides of the track because if God is going to bless me to be able to be around people on the left and people on the right, people up high, people down low, I want to be learning from all people. I want to be learning from all walks of life. So if if I'm ever around you, believe it or not, in regardless of the capacity, I'm I'm trying to learn something in life from you. Right? That happens all the time, believe it or not. And I try to pay attention to myself. I be trying to learn from how like why did I do that? Like why did I think like that? So time wasters are typically money wasters. Time maximizers are typically money maximizers. That's because both of these things are based on your mindset, right? And so there are people who are maximizing their their time and they're achieving greatness because they understand the value and the return on investing your time. And I think the people who are time wasters are wasting their time because they have never seen the return up close. All right. So it's kind of like if you've never, like, I'll give an example. I am not in the NBA and I don't make millions of dollars. But LeBron James does. Now look at this. LeBron James check, one game check. For him, he knows the value of getting up. Um, he's in his 20th season in the NBA. Um, he spends over a million dollars every year on his body, on his fitness. Um, I've heard all kind of stories like when other people are eating crazy stuff, he eating a salad. Even I'm talking about even compared to athletes. 
So even amongst his peers who are also amongst the greatest of what they do, he is one of the greatest of the greats. And so he has even separated himself based on uh, the hours he sleep in a day, um, his recovery. Like this is literally something that other athletes marvel at him, at his ability to do this. Well, I'm thinking like, well, he's a time maximizer. He doesn't waste time. He starts working out in the off season before everybody else. Does this mean he doesn't vacation and do things like that? No, it doesn't. But what I'm saying is that for LeBron, I could stand on my side and have an opinion like, oh, don't take all that. You're doing all this, man. Have some fun. Live life. But I've never got a $25 million check. (laughs) I've never seen the return on the work. Now, here's my point with that. So what happens is you have people on the side of the track who've never seen the return of the time maximizer who will tell the time maximizer it doesn't take all that. Or why are you doing all that or whatever? Well, it's like, well, you've never seen the return. But then you will complain about not having enough or having whatever. And it's because you don't want to listen to somebody who's telling you, well, hey, you're wasting a lot of time. I'm a, let's, let's get really, really practical about this, okay? Um, like, when I hit my wall, I was realizing, like, all right, I got too many responsibilities, right? We're talking about achieving greatness, the, the price of greatness. All right, you get a promotion or you get a bigger job or all these things. Well, you know, shoot, we've been doing this podcast. It'll be five years next month. In these five years, I've had three to four different jobs. At least I've had three. This is my third job. 2020, I had a job. 2021, went to a new role. 2022, went to another role. And before that, 2017 to 2020. All right, so I've had four roles in the, in the last five years. That means in doing this podcast, I have had to adapt just about every year that I've done it. I've had to adapt to a new lifestyle a new schedule. Um, This ain't even thinking about the pandemic, right? So what that meant for me is that I might have started this podcast with under a certain mentality and looking at my schedule like, oh yeah, I can have a podcast. We could record two a week and we could do this, this. But then what happens when my responsibility level changes? Ooh, it's a little harder to do a podcast. So do I give up? What do I do, right? And imagine each year taking on more responsibility, my last job, I had a, a team of, of three that was uh, across the U.S. People lived, nobody lived in Michigan like me. It was Connecticut, D.C., Florida. That was where my team lived. My boss was in Denver. And so that's totally different. We got different time zones for meetings and different things. That was a new responsibility for me. And I had a team. It wasn't just about me. Then I come into the job I'm in now. Manage a hundred million dollar, you know, account. Like again, new levels of responsibility. What's my point of all this? My point is that I found myself part of the reason I had hit the wall was because with all these new responsibilities and lifestyle changes, I hadn't yet figured out how to actually best utilize the time. Who to tell no? Who to tell yes? Where to push back? Where to slow down? Even even within the job itself. 
managing all the things that are coming at me because you feel like you got to do everything, right? And I'm still, I'm, I'm learning every day. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I've arrived, right? But I'm trying to give you some real context. So part of what I've had to do over the last three to four weeks as I've been coming out of hitting this wall and getting better each week is realizing, Jermaine, you actually can't just treat your time like it don't matter. So meaning right now, let me give you just I'm trying to give practical examples. Um, got up at five this morning, had to get to the airport, airport flight here, had a good 30 minutes um, to check in, get changed, meetings, meetings for, I don't know, we met three, four hours. Then we had a, a, a quick meet and debrief uh, for an hour, hour and a half. Then we had dinner, went from dinner, da, 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 find myself you know, nine o'clock at night, here I am back at the room. But the thing is, tomorrow, got to get up, breakfast with my boss, meeting. Then right from the meeting to the airport, fly home, get home sometime tomorrow evening. Now, I'm at the room now. So I get in the room, have to, I want to do a podcast. So I could sit here, I could watch TV, I could say, ah, I've been busy today, whatever. No, let's do a podcast. Then let's get our clothes packed. Let's get iron, iron the clothes that I need tomorrow that I want to wear. Get the the bags kind of pre-packed so that I could leave out early in the morning. What I'm saying is like, I could complain. And there have been times that I have complained because the price of greatness is that it's not that you don't. It's not that, don't get me wrong, it's not that you don't ever take out time to rest. I don't want y'all to think that's what I'm saying. It's that you don't have time to waste. And see, some of us waste time and we call it resting. But I'm going to tell you how you know it's not resting. Because after you do it, you don't feel rested. <laughs> like if you were resting, then you would feel recharged. And then you're recharging so you can go and do all this stuff again and be great. But with some of us, what we've decided is that that price is too high for me. I don't want to have to go to a meeting and leave a meeting and then figure out what I'm wearing and this, this. We have almost pre-baked in wasting time into our lifestyle. Like wasting time is literally something that we do consistently. We plan to do it and we don't want to live without it. We want to waste time. Now, I'm not here to tell you to change your lifestyle if you don't want to, but the people I talk to on this podcast are folks who are trying to find their purpose. And in finding your purpose, you are going to realize, all right, let's take it to the Bible. Let's, let's think about the Bible. Show me a scripture in the Bible that talks about wasting time. Show me where Jesus wasted time. Moses then was in the wilderness for 40 years. Show me where it said, and they wasted time. And Moses slept all day. No, their rest was earned. You work them six days, you work on a, you rest on the Sabbath. Rest, not waste time. Wasting time, again, would have been me coming to this room. Oh, I'm tired knowing that I got stuff to do tomorrow and not doing it and not preparing. One of the biggest things I'm constantly learning through the years and his levels to this is that preparation is key. 
the more I prepare, the more efficient I could be with my time. And then I'll give myself time to rest. Now, the reason I'm sharing all this with you is because if you want to be great, if you want to be great, you got to ask yourself that. Do I want to be great? This is what it costs. Just heard a dog bark in the hallway. Dogs go to hotels. I got a puppy in this boy. My Lord. Do you want to be great? Um, let's read a, a scripture before I let y'all get out of here, man. Proverbs 13 and 7. And this is this is not directly related to what I'm talking about, but it's it's something that psychologically I find intriguing. Some who are poor pretend to be rich. I can talk. Some who are poor pretend to be rich. Others who are rich pretend to be poor. The price of greatness. I would not want to be a person that's pretending to be great. Right. So I look at the two, the psychology behind the two people. Why would a person, this is just me thinking out loud. Why would a person that's poor pretend to be rich? Because they want to be validated. They want to come off like something they're not, which both people kind of are coming off like something they're not. But the thing is, they're either lying to themselves or lying to others. One thing I've learned, man, is that people, people seem to struggle with being able to admit that they're not great or living in greatness. I'm not talking about your potential. I'm not talking about the value of your soul. I'm talking about your lifestyle. Like living in greatness. What's the price? I challenge you to look up. If you like sports, look up a sports person. You like um, academics, look up an academic person. You like dancers, look up a dancer. You like rappers, look up. Look up somebody who's great. And then read about them, read about their lifestyle, their work ethic, their schedules. One of the best things that you could do is ask someone, what's their schedule? A schedule will tell you a lifestyle. What's your schedule, Jermaine? Oh, I, man, I just kind of, I don't know, just kind of, you know, ah, he ain't living in greatness, right? Now, again, I'm not saying it's just to you. These are things I still got to tweak. You know, I have to figure out how to maximize my time for my health. How do I ensure that I'm incorporating time to work out consistently? Because I keep going in these waves. I keep having a good three weeks and a bad three weeks. And I got legitimate excuses sometimes. It's like, oh, I wasn't feeling good. Oh, vertigo hit me. And I mean, I literally can't work out with vertigo. Like, I can't do it. Um, but do I want to be great, though? Or do I want to be average? People have, like, that doesn't, I don't know why that's so hard for people to admit. Like, just to admit that you average. If you are, I'm not saying you are. But I'm saying if you average, just be able to admit, like, I'm average. I'm living average. I'm average with my time. You need to figure out, that's why it's important to figure out your purpose and what's greatness to you. Maybe for you, you like me, you need to figure out how to work out. Maybe you need to figure out how to incorporate time to read the word of God incorporating time to pray. Um, because, yo, if I could sit up 
you know, and let me use me. I'm trying to think of an example. I could sit up here and watch, you know, YouTube videos about stocks and cryptocurrency and studying finances. All right, cool. But even sometimes with that, it's to the point where I know quite a bit about that stuff now. So are the videos now that I'm watching actually adding value or am I just watching them because this is what I used to watch? Is is whatever financial podcast I'm listening to now, am I learning something new? Like that the whole point is to continue to grow. So maybe I started off, you know, uh, watching your video to learn just about what cryptocurrency was, but now I need to read a book about crypto or I need to go to something else that takes me further because you got me so far. And now if I stay in this content, now this content, which what once upon a time was helpful, once upon a time was maximizing, is now a time waster because I'm just doing it and it's interfering with me doing something else that could have led me to my purpose. If I could leave you with one thing is that how you start valuing if you're wasting time or not is what is the activity that I'm partaking in actually contributing to me coming closer to my purpose or is it interfering with another activity that I could be partaking in that will get me there again should I just, I could have came and watched ESPN right now or is ESPN interfering with me doing a 30 minute podcast that is going to be content that touches somebody's life and inspire them. And then maybe when I get in bed tonight after I iron and pack, I can watch ESPN. See what I'm saying? So it's not that you don't rest is that you are more efficient and you're purposeful with your time and you're putting, you're putting the rest in the place of wasting time. So now resting is really like, yo, I had a long day. I earned it. I'm prepared for tomorrow. I could sit here and chill and watch ESPN for a minute if I want to, but I can't even do that until three o'clock in the morning. I got to go to sleep and I got to wake up and I got to go after greatness and I have to do in order to go after greatness in a healthy fashion, not stressed out, not hitting the wall. I need to be efficient with my time. I can't waste time at the level that I'm at. And the thing I'm trying to tell y'all is that this is the price of greatness. And so the other decision is just, yo, just stay at the level you at. But let's be real. If the level you choose to be at means, hey, I'm a waste time. I'm a waste my money or I'm a spend my money. I want to buy. Let's say if I would, I want to buy jewelry, I'm gonna buy chains and this. But then I don't got no money to pay my car note. Well, that, that's the level you chose, bro. So you I, like if that's the level of stress that I choose to live in, that's my choice. I shouldn't be looking for nobody to bail me out of that. I should be like, no, Jermaine, like this. Remember, you said you ain't want to pay the price for greatness. You ain't want to get up. You ain't want to plan your schedule. So, you know, don't be mad now that you got to live in that. <laughs> you feel me? Like that that's my issue right now with people, if I'm being real. And I'm even looking at myself in the mirror and saying, yo, whatever, like whatever you choose with this, choose it. So meaning if I choose to take my money right now and say, yo, we spending all our money on clothes and shoes and we gone. We going, we traveling. We spending all our money on traveling. We going to buy the most expensive car that we can or can't afford. Da, da, da. And then if, if I'm the kind of person that's like, yo, if you consciously choose that lifestyle, just be cool with the other side of it. 
be cool with the fact that that also mean that sometimes you ain't going to have enough money for your mortgage, that sometimes you ain't going to have enough money or, yo, you had kids, you ain't going to have no money saved up for them. So you're going to constantly be in a cycle of needing other people or being stuck in the like, Jay, that's your decision. You didn't want to pay the cost of being great. My problem is. If if you choose that life consciously. You're an adult, understand the result of that. Right. And that and I understand why it's tough. Mostly a lot of times people don't have the education or the exposure but, you know, I, I can't make excuses, man, because we educate ourselves on all the latest dances, you know, all the latest slang and all the latest lyrics from the song. So it's a choice. Ultimately, so much of this stuff is a choice, especially, you know, for those of us who are living in wealthy countries where freedom and opportunity is just at an all time high. Now, I know, you know, by the grace of God, this podcast is you know, several countries. Uh, shout out to people who send me messages and tag me and post from all around the world. And I got to be real with y'all. I don't always know the culture that y'all living in or y'all situations and y'all side of the world. And, um, you know, but the fact that y'all can get something out of this content shows me that it even resonates all across the world outside of the U.S. So, um, man, I just... Hope that this bless you. Hope it touch you. And you got to know, you got to ask yourself, am I willing to pay the price to be great? Or do I want to be average? And if you choose average, all I'm all I'm saying is choose it. Understand what it means. Hey, I'm choosing to be average. Like like for me right now, if I just say, you know what? I, I want to be average. Uh, purpose, uh, I'm good. Inspire guys, people that stop doing the podcast. Um... I don't want another promotion. Why I don't want to go further. Understand what that means. I'm not going to strategize any more financial um, investment plans. I'm, I'm not going to do it right. Well, understand that that might mean that you are choosing not to have some freedom later. You are choosing maybe because you don't want the stress of managing your time. Now you're going to have the stress of not having enough money to pay a bill. See, it's a choice, Jay. You don't got to do it. But if you want to figure out what you made of, see that like y'all got to understand. I'm on this journey to figure out what I'm made of. That's why I'm continuing to, to press myself to grow. And sometimes I hit new levels like like I did this year and I hit a slight wall and I have to like regroup like, oh, OK, whew, that was interesting. All right. I hit a wall there. All right. Can I does this mean this is my limit or can I break through that ceiling? Right. Because every time you hit a wall, well, why did I say hit a wall? I didn't say break through the ceiling, but you get the point. Right. Every time you you hit some resistance, it doesn't mean give up. Sometimes resistance means, all right, dig deeper, figure this out. And I'm trying to figure it out because. Again, by the grace of God, I've seen the results and the return of being intentional about greatness but I'm still far enough from where I want to go, where I don't think I've arrived. And hopefully I never feel like that in an, in a sense of, in an arrogant sense, right? You know, you want to be satisfied, content, but you don't want to 
ever look at yourself above people or something like that. I want to always be learning from people and from life, from God. But I want to, I got to see what I'm made of because I believe there's more. Like, so one of the things that happens to me that's interesting is I get in, I get in circles of, you know, I got, you know, let's just say smart people, successful people. Look, you got to understand something. All right, let me finish this thought. I get in circles and I realize, oh, they not that much better than me or they not better than me at all. Or, oh, wait a minute, I'm smarter than I thought. Right. So sometimes getting exposure to new circles and new levels also brings confidence because one of the things that happens when you grow up on the less fortunate side of the track is sometimes you're looking up and thinking, oh, that person graduated from Harvard or Yale or some major university or they got a crazy degree. Like, I'm not on that level. I can't do that. Right. But when you are on this journey of purpose, you're able to have those successes and realize, yo, that might not have came natural to me, but oh, like they just got confidence because they started on that side of the track. They don't know what it's like to feel inferior. (laughs) You feel me? And, And so one of my liabilities, I know what it feels like to feel inferior. I know what that feels like. But that don't mean that that's reality. And that's what I've learned. Everything that I feel ain't the truth. And so I've been in situations where I might have started off doubting myself or started off feeling inferior and gained confidence through the experience of being willing to jump out and put myself in situations. And by the grace of God, that's part of what continued to build the confidence for me to grow in my career, to try to grow financially, um, to grow in character, to grow in the word, because I realized like, oh, okay. I'm human. I have my flaws. I'm not the greatest, but I'm not less than either. And that's that's the key, right? That's one of the keys to really being able to push yourself to become great is because you realize you're capable. And that for me, I don't know. I don't know if there's a particular moment or whatever, but by the grace of God, man, I thank God for giving me the confidence and belief even when I hit a wall, even when I hit my head on a, a glass ceiling, that there's something in me that believes that I can do it, that I can afford the price of greatness. There's something in me that believes that God has given me enough to accomplish that. Like I can look at that person and look at me and say, they don't have nothing I don't have. Like I can do that. That has happened to me with with jobs. Might have been jobs back in the day that I thought was like, oh, I don't know if I can be the manager of a national team across the country. That sounds like a big job. Man, all right. Been there, done that. By the grace of God, did an amazing job. Enjoyed my team. Like, realized that it's actually one of my gifts in leadership is leading people. Like, that's probably the, I thrived in that. I was a great individual contributor in, in certain roles, but even greater in, as a leader and helping others to get to their goals, like, and it's greater satisfaction. So what I'm saying is that the confidence is built when you get out there and do it. That's the price of greatness, man. Hopefully y'all enjoy this and blessed by it. Hopefully you can hear this pretty well. Again, I'm trying to talk in a hotel room. And, uh, yeah, man, y'all have a good night. Love y'all. God bless y'all. Please do subscribe to the show. Check out the YouTube clips, man. 
Inspire guys, people on YouTube, please support the YouTube. Please support the YouTube. We growing. 199 subscribers. We almost to 200. Will there be one? Who's going to be the 200th subscriber? Is it you? Is it you, buddy? You right there, lady. Come on down. Love y'all, man.